Ksuvas Perik Base Mishnah Test 2.9. Back in the 5th and 6th Mishnah of the Perik, we discussed the halacha of a woman who was a Jewish woman who was held um, for ransom by Gentiles. And there, there was rabbinic concern, a chashash, that they would have violated her. Um, and therefore, when she comes back, she cannot stay married or marry a Kohen. Here, we'll talk about similar cases, um, which actually may have different dinim. So the first case here is a woman, Ha'isha Shenech B'Shabidei Goyim, Alidei Mamon, a woman who's held um, not as a as a captive, like as in kidnapping, but rather as a prisoner. And they're holding her prisoner for some financial reason. In other words, they say she owes them money. She's refusing to pay it, so they've now put her in prison to induce her to pay the money that they claim they owe, that she owes them. Now, the din will be in that case, Muteris Lavala, she is permitted to stay married to her husband when she gets out of prison. And the reason is because the assumption is that since they're holding her to get out some money out of her, so they wouldn't um, violate her because then she will be vindictive and, and not pay them. So that, that's not their interest here. Their interest here is to induce her to pay, and therefore they won't cross that line. Now that din is assuming that while these Gentiles have the ability to incarcerate this Jewish woman, but ultimately the ultimate authority over these Gentiles is Jews. The words of Chazal are that the Yedei Yisrael Takifa, that Jews have the upper hand, they're empowered. And therefore the thought is that if these um, Gentiles who imprisoned her um, would um, violate her, they would ultimately be punished by the Jewish authorities who rule over them. And in such a scenario, they would be uh, inhibited from from violating her. But in a scenario where anyways, the Gentiles are running the show and the Jews have really have no legal or political um, strength, um, power. So that being the case, um, we'd be afraid anyways that they would violate her whether they care and demand the money. And that being the case, she would be forbidden um, to her husband. Now the next and the assumption here is that we're talking their husband being a Kohen. <clears throat> Now, the next case the mission is Alide Nefashos. If they're holding her um, in prison, but she's facing uh, capital punishment, they, she's at risk of being executed. So she doesn't want to lose her life. And that being the case, the dinner of the mission is Asura She becomes forbidden to her husband if she gets out of that fix. And the reason why is because we're concerned that they're holding her in prison, they're planning on executing her, and she'll essentially do anything to save herself from execution. And that anything might include um, trying to trying to wiggle her way out by getting their good favor by um, allowing them to violate her. Now, that being the case, um, she would become forbidden to her husband. And according to the Bartanura, this would apply not just to a, a Cohen husband, but any Jewish husband. Because in the way I described it before, by her essentially inviting them to have their way with her, so then um, she's essentially... Um, no longer being forced into a situation. She's she's essentially volunteering for it. And that being the case, um, she becomes forbidden to stay even with her own husband if her husband is not even a Kohen, but just a regular Yisrael. That's what the Bartzner learns. That's like Tosfos. Others learn, like the Ramban and the Rambam, that such a scenario also, we'd only prohibit her from returning to her Kohen husband, um, but not to a non-Kohen husband, because a Jewish woman is just never assumed um, to volunteer for such a thing, God forbid. Um, so you have a bit of a chokes Roshonah. Now the Shulchan Aruch um, passes like the Rambam, uh, meaning that she would be Asura only to Asura only to her um, Cohen husband, and the Ramah passes like Tosfos, like the Bartanur over here, that uh, even to a non Cohen husband as well.
The mission continues and has a, another case. Here we have a situation in which a, a city is um, overrun by, like, an army. And the concern is, again, that the soldiers may have had their way with um, the women inside. Now, therefore, since we're concerned about the women being, like, raped, so we're talking about Kohanim only here. So the scenario basically is, says the Mishnah, Ir she kvasha karkom, if you have a city, that the word karkom is actually an Aramaic word, which means like a mitzor, a siege. So you have a besieged city, um, which then falls to the enemy, so that the soldiers break into the city, and therefore the women are trapped. So then, kol kohanos shenimtsu besocha, psulos, all the women um, in there who are married to kohanim can't stay married to kohanim. The concern again is that they were um, they were violated by these soldiers. Now, um, for this din to be applicable, a number of things have to be true. First of all, there has to have been no uh, escape for the women, which means if, for example, the marauding army came in, but let's say they came in from the north and they broke into the city, but they hadn't besieged the south, so people fled from the southern part of the city. So there was an escape. If you escaped from the south, then you got away from the goyim. In such a scenario, um, certainly um, none of the women would be assumed to have been violated. They all could go back to their husbands, because each one can be assumed to have escaped. Um, and even if she does, she says, listen, I'm, I'm, nothing happened to me, but I didn't escape, she has a migu. She could say, listen, believe me, I'm telling you nothing happened to me, even though I didn't escape um, through the South, because I could have just claimed that I escaped to the South, and you believe me. Now, um, similarly, if there is a a machvo, some sort of like impenetrable, undiscoverable hiding place where women could hide out over there um, and escape the goyim. They would never find them. If that would be, if that would exist hypothetically, so then again, um, all the women would be considered to be mutaros lebalehen. The reason is because all the women could be hiding inside the that that secret place. And even if the place was only big enough for a small number of women, still any of the women, any each of every one of those women could have been the woman who fit in that secret place. And even if not, each one would have the same kind of migo, which is, believe me when I tell you I'm innocent because I could have said I hid in that place. And even though I didn't hide there, but you can still believe me. So that, all that can't apply. It's a situation where the women had women had no escape, um, and now the, the Gentiles were in there and they had their way. Also, therefore, the din has to be that these soldiers are soldiers who are under the Aegis. They're protected by the like the local authorities. In other words, they're, they're from that country. And therefore, they have like all the time in the world. So the concern is they broke in the city. They, you know, they pillaged and murdered and raped and everything. And then, you know, there's no, there's no reason. F- that, that's the concern. If they're, let's say, like, you know, kind of like pirates, they kind of go from city to city and they besiege the place and they work as like a gang to steal stuff. But they're, they're not autonomous. The people around them, like the larger you know, polity, like the, 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 the government, the kingship, whatever it is they find, in which they find themselves, there's protection. And ultimately, these pirates would have reason to be afraid that if they linger around too long, the local authorities will come and get them. So therefore, they're sort of in a mad rush. They basically want to take the money and run. In such a scenario, again, we assume that since they're pirates who are just kind of taking the money and running, they didn't linger around long enough to violate women. And that being the case, all the women who are in the town would be considered to be permitted to their husbands, even if they're kohanim. Uh, more than that, even if you have none of those um, reasons to permit the woman, in other words, it was a siege, there was no way out, they were under the protection of the, lo- the local soldiers, 
and there was no hiding place. Even so, if anyone can testify that the woman, um, nothing happened to her, even if it's an Evid, not even a Jew, even a Shivcha, it's a woman who's not even a Jew, all those people who are Eilun, they're all going to be believed. In other words, all we need is someone, one person to confirm that nothing happened to this woman, and then we'll be able to let her stay with her husband. Of course, it has to be a person who could testify they were with the woman the entire time. There's no gaps in the story, and therefore they can say with certainty nothing happened to her. Um, then they could be believed, and anyone could be believed. However, vein adam neman ali de atzmo. A person um, can't testify regarding themselves. They need some third party. So it had to be a a servant or something, um, or better, a regular person, but not themselves. Now, not themselves is goes the whatever. That's one point. But what about their husband? So the din is that the uh, uh, husband has the status of being ishto kagufo. He is considered like the same person as his wife, which means that just as the wife herself can't testify regarding her um, purity, neither can her husband. So that won't help. Uh, moreover, if the Evid, the slave, or Shifcha, the slave girl in question, was actually the property of the woman who we're considering, their testimony would not be believed because we're concerned that they, you know, they're thinking as one, they're in cahoots, and the slave testifying on behalf of his or her master, um, even though not telling the truth. So, therefore, the Evid Shifcha that belongs to them wouldn't be believed unless they're called Messiah Lefituma, unless they just happen to be talking or whatever. And there's a Machlok Sushonim also if what the status is if the people who are testifying are the children or is a child of the woman. In any case, the point here is that a husband, even if he knows full well and could testify that his wife nothing happened to her, he still couldn't stay married to her if he were a Kohen and she was in the city at the time where there was no escape and the Gentiles were there and the soldiers could have their way and they had all the time they wanted and there was they were under the protection of the local, you know, the local authorities. So then um, that would necessitate the Kohen husband no longer staying married to his wife. And indeed, that was the very scenario that happened in Yerushalayim. <clears throat> in Jerusalem, um, at the, in the wake of the destruction of the Second Temple, right, so that's what happened. The Jerusalem had been sieged on all sides. There was no escape. Eventually, um, the Romans came in, and any Jewish woman in that city would have to be assumed to have... Um, potentially been violated by Roman soldiers. That being the case, the Mishnah says it actually happened once. Amr Rabbi Zechariah ben HaKatzav. Zechariah ben HaKatzav was a Kohen. He was a prominent, significant, reliable tzaddik of the time of the Beis HaMikdash when it fell. And he was with his wife, and he swears, Hama'on Hazeh. He swears by the Beis HaMikdash itself. So it's not quite a formal um, oath Midoraisis, since he's not invoking Hashem's name per se, but he's invoking the next best thing. He's invoking a sacred object, the base of Mikdash, and by which he swears, Lo zaza yada He says, I can swear that I held her hand the entire time from when the Gentiles bur- burst into the city until when they left. So I know for a fact, without any shadow of a doubt, that no one touched my wife, and then she's for Tahora and permitted to stay married to me. They say this is tragic, but the bottom line is the halacha is the halacha. A person can't testify regarding his own wife, literally about himself, but here we're talking about his own wife because it's Ishtakagufo. And therefore, even though um, 
this Zechariah ben HaKatzav was Rebbe Zechariah ben HaKatzav. He was a Tamachacham, he was reliable, he knew the facts. Um, but because he's a Kohen and the Din is the Din, unfortunately, without any other third party to testify, um, he was no longer allowed to stay married to his wife.